Hello, my name is Jo and this is my podcast. How are we doing? It's a freakishly warm mid-September here. We're getting midsummer temperatures just for a few days and I am loving it. I decided to come out and just sit in the field and talk to you. So it's going to be a bit of a noisy one. I like having the natural sounds in the background. So you're going to be hearing some birds, maybe some crickets. I um, came out into the fields to find the perfect spot. And I've actually ended up sitting right next to a big badger set. So I'm hoping if they're in there and asleep, I'm not disturbing them. It doesn't look, to be honest like it's been in use this summer the field next to it on the other side has just been had the wheat harvest and normally if there's badgers then they'll go straight out grab all the straw and you can see how they've dragged it in to get nice and cozy for autumn and winter and there's nothing so I'm thinking perhaps either they've moved on or they're just using other entrances now because these things can spread over vast areas and they're not necessarily using these doors. So who knows? Anyway, we're, by, we're in Badgerland today. I've got very loose notes with me as to what I want to talk about. So this could last for three minutes or it could last for 30. I don't really know. We'll just see how it goes. I have somewhere between the house and here managed to lose my glasses because I've been climbing through hedges and over fences and all sorts of things. So thank goodness for my big writing. Why shall I start? I think it goes without saying that the world is a bit of a scary place at the moment for a lot of people and sad and fearful. And we're asking, how do we live now? How do we hope? How do we continue? Whatever your thoughts on the COVID-19 situation, I know what mine are. It's changed things. Um, Not just the virus, but the mismanagement of it, the things it's made us think about, how we've looked at our lives, it's changed things. So we're in that liminal place, aren't we? I'm always grateful. And I wake up in the morning, I'm always grateful that I get to be in this amazing world again. So that's how I'm starting every day. And I've found some other things that are are helping me at the moment. So I thought I'd just kind of go through those, not in a prescriptive way, but just talking about what I've been doing and who I've been doing it with. And if there's anything in there that helps or that you'd like to know more about, then good. And you can always ask me. Um, I'm on Voxer if you prefer to leave voice messages because I found them to be a really joyful way lovely way to just hear people's voices and talk to friends um yeah i'm open to that you can dm me through instagram let's have a chat what was i going to say yeah I, I you know maybe it'll be of some use to you um my friend penny who you might know if you're on instagram and you're connected with her there as chi by the sea we're both fans of the writer and thought leader or whatever you want to call him Charles Eisenstein and she alerted me to the fact that he was doing a course or a series of talks on one commune which I think is one commune o-n-e commune dot org I think they're one commune on Instagram and you can find them from there Um, it's an app as well and you can sign up for a free 14-day trial his 
series of talks is I think eight or nine days. Um, I'm going to put a load of links to things on my website for this edition of the podcast so I'll add that all in there he's doing a series called Political Hope and you can either watch the video uh, listen to it as an audio or read the transcript or all three depending on how you like to do your learning and um, it's mostly about a 30 minute talk each day some of them are shorter incredibly thought provoking he's very eloquent so I found that he was putting into words things I was feeling but I didn't know the words for and also giving me new things to think about. And I don't want to simplify it, but I'm going to try. Um, Penn and I were listening to these and then leaving our thoughts on WhatsApp for each other. So we had a nice conversation going about it, still have. Um, and he's talking about the war mentality that we're in at the moment. Everybody's taking a side... There's a lot of divisive stuff out there. There's a lot of opinion. There's a lot of tribe building. There's, you know, side-taking, warring factions, separatism, as he puts it. Um, and with that war mentality, nobody wins. But I get it because you know, I leap to the defence of my own ideas or not my my own ideas, but the ideas that I align myself with I put it down to my Mars in Leo <laughs> I tend to come out tooth and claw um, but it doesn't make any difference it just embeds us in that war mentality and I, I really struggle with that You know, it keeps me awake at night and I get angry and I get bitter and <clears throat> so listening to Charles and thinking through that has been really helpful and talking about it with Penn too and we got to a kind of a point where we were talking about it in terms of the ocean, because that's kind of the imagery that I always go to, where you can be stuck in the choppy waves at the top or where it's all divisive and angry and arguing and this side versus that side, or you can find your peace in the depths down in the slowly moving seaweed, which is our common ground because there is always one. You go deep enough, we always find ourselves on common ground and that's where the peace is in those depths. And Penny very wisely put it, she said, you know, what do we do? Do we drown? Do we stay at the top and eventually drown and drop to the depths that way? Or do we take a deep breath and dive and, and find that peace there? And for me, I want to do the dive. But I know that I will get, you know, I will lift, I will float up to that top and I will be back in the choppiness again. But the conscious work is for diving down into that deep place. So I'm not going to go into this in, in any great detail because it's not my work and I don't do it very well. But though this talk has been really helpful for me to think things through and it's ongoing, it's in my head now. And Charles is all over the place anyway. You can find him in all sorts of places. Just search him in the Apple Podcasts app or whatever, wherever you get your podcasts. And that you can find loads of him talking there or at his website or whatever. But that's been really useful to me. He talks um, about spiritual activism and how we can add to what Rupert Sheldrake calls the, you know, the morphic fields. Um, Penn mentioned that somebody she's reading who talks about it as a soup that we can add to. 
and we can decide to make it a bitter soup or we can make it nourishing and rich but there's this field this positive field of energy um that we can add to and that and in doing that it's a form of spiritual activism and that's something i'm very drawn to so it's a good starting point for thinking about that he also mentions he used the term god but i think he uses it in a very wide open way and we all have our own version of that um he says can you imagine that there is a god a higher power the source who says i love you i will give you everything that you want but what do you want and how clear are we for example we say that our passion is for a healthy environment you know we're in maybe we're into extinction rebellion or whatever you know climate crisis or that kind of thing the environment is what we care about but we drive a big car or we've still got a lot of plastic coming in and out of our homes maybe we say you know our greatest wishes for world peace but then we get stuck into the debates on social media or we're arguing with our brother or with you know we're not always clear so we need to be clear to our higher power even if that's just our higher self talking of which another thing i've been doing and i've been doing it for 60 days solid now the same meditation is guided meditation every day and every day it's been a new experience and a richer experience part of the meditation that i've been following again i'll put links somewhere if you're interested in knowing which one i'm doing and where i'm doing it it's free is meeting my higher self. And initially, this was very pleasurable for me. It was great. It was like, as part of this meditation, a door opens and there, in my case, she is. And at first I was like, oh, what's she wearing? Where is she? What's the weather like? She was very smiley. She was also, whenever the door opened, she was distracted by a dog. She was always bending down to dogs. There were dogs all around her. But it was a very happy, joyful thing. And she was, you know, I was like, oh, my God, she's doing yoga. Look at those arms. It was ridiculous. But I welcomed it because I, it was what I needed at the time. I, I needed hope and something good as a goal to look forward to. And as I've been leaning into this spiritual activism idea over the past week or so, I found it harder to see her. I couldn't quite find her. or Maybe I just wasn't. You know, what I was seeing wasn't enough. I don't know. But today she was back really strong. And her expression was kind. But there were no smiles. I could not tell you what she was wearing or where she was. There were no dogs. Or if they were, they were not getting in the way. <laughs> um, she was standing very upright. And it felt like she was saying to me that, you know, this is going to be tough most days. You're going to be in touch with your values of freedom and beauty too but you you're agreeing to enlist here this is going to be work um and then the meditation went deeper but then it came back to her and she was kind of saying to me is this okay we good and the we good was really strong and yeah so i'm kind of uh saying with some hesitation and some or not hesitation but trepidation is that the word yeah we good I'm ready to step into that. And this meditation for me over the past sort of three weeks or so has melted into my Reiki practice, which has come back to me very strongly. It came for me. 
And I'm good with that too. I'm okay with that. It's a really... That is, a re- for me, a real expression of freedom and beauty. I've spoken before about my values and I had them down as freedom, beauty and love. And then I thought, well, love's kind of a given, isn't it? That kind of it comes preloaded. Maybe what I mean is peace. And I was doing some journaling around it yesterday and I thought, actually, peace is involved in freedom and beauty. Yeah, and my Reiki practice. I'm going to get up more because I do this. I feel like moving. Reiki practice is very much freedom and beauty. So I'm happy to be bringing that healing practice, that meditative practice, in on top of the guided stuff I'm doing. Now, I may actually do some one-off episodes that are just about Reiki, about the history of it and, and how you can use it and what a gift it is. So um, if you're interested in that, let me know. But I think I'm going to do it anyway. What the hell? (laughs) I don't do this for listener figures, that's for sure. So yeah, those values, still living with that as a guiding, guiding line, freedom and beauty. And at the moment, yesterday I was thinking, how are they manifesting for me at the moment? And I thought, you know, freedom for me at the moment is driving. I've been doing a lot of driving backwards and forwards to college with my girl. And it's an hour each way. And I did it eight times the first week over three days. It was amazing. (laughs) I've loved it. I've really missed it this week. She's doing one week in college and then one week online, online week this week. And we've both missed the driving. And that feels like freedom. The views... I've found some separate routes so I can do some of it motorway, some of it through the country. The rolling countryside of this county is just breathtaking. There's some wide horizons, you know, the rolling hills. It's just beautiful. And the weather, moving is always part, is always part of freedom for me. So that's how that's come up this week. And as far as beauty goes, I'm seeing it everywhere in my daughter's courage Even my partner is a cycling maniac. So at the moment it's Tour de France every day. And then there's the Italian version and then there's the German version. So, you know, it's just cycling all the way. But I do actually like to watch some of it. I'm not really interested in the cycling, although I could get into it, I think. There's something about a bike that says freedom to me. But the scenery, they do some beautiful, beautiful shots of the scenery and the mountains and... uh, So that's... That just, I'm kind of defining beauty as something that just touches my soul in a way that doesn't really have words attached to it. It just makes me feel something beautiful. So, yeah, that scenery. Here, it's the late summer, early autumn, everything's still really green. The air is very humid, which is my very favourite. One of the routes back from the college is through Avebury. So I slowed down there. I'm certainly going to stop one day and walk around the stones. Now's maybe not the time, but I haven't been there for a while. It's only about 20 minutes from where we live, and I've been many, many times, but it is a special place. Um, Watching my dog sleeping in the sun, very beautiful. Starry skies at night, just wonderful. And I have an app on my phone, can't remember what it's called. I'll write it down somewhere, but that just brings the planets up. So even if you can't see them, even if it's cloudy, you know where you are with relation to all the planets and yeah that's fabulous clouds we haven't got many of them at the moment but i'm really into clouds 
So that's another way I'm experiencing beauty. I also wanted to just talk about how these 60 days of meditation have made a big change for me. And I'm going to keep doing it every day. I'm not very good at committing to things and seeing them through. And so when I see something that says, do this for however many days or that many days, my inner voice instantly says, well, you're not going to do that. You never finish anything, which is not a good feeling. But this has helped me remember that on occasion, it may only be countable on the fingers of one hand, but on occasion I do see things through. And it's always a really life-enriching experience. And this 60 days of meditation has been that. And with this in mind, I'm quite taken with the idea of my friend Meg's, Megan Genge, that she's doing the Thousand Day Project. Thousand days? Oh my God. She's created a workbook that you can use for journaling prompts and inspiration and just to kind of get an idea of what you would like to do for a thousand days. You can get it free on her website. And I know it's amazing because everything she creates is amazing. I've got it downloaded. I'm going to start at the beginning of October. I have no idea what my thousand day project is. I do know that my <coughs> 60th <coughs> birthday is just under a thousand days away. Yeah. I already have a goal for that, which involves travel, of course, freedom. I don't know if I'm going to hit that. But that is a major goal. It's so major that I've told lots of people about it so that we can plan ahead. <laughs> so I don't know whether that means my thousand day project will not be in any way related to that. And it could be something completely different or whether it will be tied into that to help manifest it. We shall see. But I think it sounds kind of good. So if you're interested in that, I'm going to put some links up for that too. One other thing I've been doing that's been really interesting to me is I've done a bit of a dive into a particular aspect of astrology. I got really into astrology in my 20s and really learned how to read my way around a birth chart. But I've kind of lost touch with it over the years. I dip in, I dip out. I'm no expert. It's not like it's something I could do for anybody else. But I do know my way around a chart and I do have some understanding of it. And I decided to take a look at my north node and therefore my south node. Because it's in the same house and the same sign as my ascendant. And I thought, I've never really looked at that. Now, your north node is your sort of the path of your destiny. It's very complicated. I'm not going to try and describe it here. But if you're interested, you can find your way around it on the Internet. There are resources out there. I did some work with that, did some reading, wrote it all up and found that it was really uncanny and has given me focus in an area of my life, my self-healing, my inner work, that I have been avoiding for sure. It's kind of the big one. It's like I've done all the other stuff and suddenly I can't look away from this anymore. It's no coincidence that this has come up now. So that was interesting. If you're into astrology, I recommend you go and have a look at your north nodes. That's all about all I've got, I think. Like I say, I'm not going into any of these things deeply. I just wanted to talk about things I've been doing and dipping into that are helping me find my way. I have no idea. You know, none of us have any idea what the world's going to look like in a few years, even without a few years. What do I mean a few years? A few months, even without the virus that has turned everybody crazy in one way or another. Politically, there's so much going on. 
in my own country, you know, the end of this year, we jump out of the EU, insane. Everything that goes wrong because of that is going to get, it's going to be, well, you see, it was the pandemic. Yeah, right. How convenient. No, that's not a conspiracy theory. I don't believe it was invented to ease us through the trouble of Brexit. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's a, you know, dodgy politicians will use anything to cover their asses, and they are so going to use this in so many ways. So I think finding our way in our own lives, finding what matters to us, diving deep to our common ground, and finding what helps us stay true to our values, helps us discover what our values are that's kind of what seems important to me and that spiritual activism that adding to a nourishing soup that putting every little bit of energy into a positive morphic field to help support us to help support this planet and everybody and everything that lives on it that's what matters to me and it might only be small change some days but it's something I can do every day that doesn't mean I'm not involved and passionate about the more traditional versions of activism but I've got to be honest in my life on a daily basis there's limited things I can do you know there isn't a march here <laughs> I have the conversations the hard conversations within my family mostly with people I know I will stand up for what I believe in and what I believe to be right every chance that I can but on a spiritual activism level I can do that all day every day I can take five minutes to add to that soup. So that's what I'm thinking about at the moment. Whatever you are doing or wherever you are, even if you're just taking a damn break from thinking about it at all, good for you. We need that too. I hope you're well. I hope you've got some hope and some joy, some freedom and some beauty. And I'll be back for the full moon. Be well, be loved. See you soon. Thank you.